Hello, this is Yaro, and welcome to the Entrepreneur's Journey podcast. Today's guest is Michelle Dale. Hello, this is Yaro Stark, and welcome to an Entrepreneur's Journey podcast. Today, I have a guest who is possibly the very first ever reader of my blog. <laughs> Maybe, but I can't quantify that. But her name is Michelle Dale from Virtual Miss Friday. And I'm going to have Michelle explain exactly what that is in a moment. But uh, Michelle has actually been someone I've, I won't say I've been in touch with, it, but she's certainly surfaced many times over recent years because. A, she was originally a reader of my blog, and then she joined some programs, and she actually participated in coaching calls. So I remember hearing the name Virtual Miss Friday mentioned many times over the years. So it's going to be great to hear exactly how big that business has become and, and meet the woman behind it. So Michelle, thank you for joining me on this interview. Thank you so much, Yaro. Um, I'm going to try and contain my excitement. I've already told you how excited I am to, to finally be talking to you one-on-one. And it's, um, it's an absolute pleasure to be here. Thank you. Well, I'm happy to have you. And I really want to hear more about what you do. So I was just before trying to grasp all the different things you're doing so I could introduce you. And I decided it'd be better for you to tell the audience exactly what you do, the different components of your business, and how much money you make from each one. So could you just give us a, a summary? And I'll, I'll try and contain you yeah, if you go yeah. to one. <laughs> I'll try and summarize this as, as quickly as I possibly can. Um, basically, I, I quit my job in 2005, and I decided that I wanted to leave the UK to start traveling. So at that time, I needed to be able to fund it. Um, and the only way I could think at that time was through doing some sort of an online business. And um, I actually came across your blog right at the beginning, very, very in the early days. And I really, you know, loved reading what you had to say and things like that. But I was never really uh, the type of person that would go into to blogging or, you know, selling products at that time because, I, I mean, I was pretty clueless. I had I had come out of a, you know, a very non-internet environment to to start this business. So I discovered virtual assistants. So primarily, you know, that's where I started as as just, you know, being a virtual assistant. And I started off just with a bit of freelance work and admin. Um, and then over the years, you know, while I was traveling, which was working out very well for me, I had started getting a lot of interest through the virtual assistant work that I was doing, not just from clients, but other people who wanted to become virtual assistants. And in 2010, I decided that it would be a good idea to maybe create a training program where I could just kind of answer everybody's questions um, in one hit. And then, you know, rather than me sort of spend all my time answering these different questions on a daily basis, I could send people to the program. And that's basically when I signed up for your membership mastermind and your blog mastermind and um, from there it's gone from strength to strength. I launched my first product in January 2011 and I now have uh, seven products in total um, consisting of six different programs for people at different stages of their online service business and also a subscription membership site for, you know, because you went through all these different models of the membership sites. So I figured I, <laughs> I'd just create all of them. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, basically I have those seven products now. So I, I still travel. Um, I'm currently in Greece at the moment and I, I still permanently live abroad. I never went back to the UK to live since 2005. Um, so a lot of my, my business is, you know, centered around the travel element and the location independence and life 
lifestyle design. Um, but I do it through online service providing and basically servicing entrepreneurs through my virtual assistant business. And I also sell programs on the side now for people who want to kind of create this lifestyle, create a similar sort of business, providing services online and um, doing it so they have the capability of being able to travel. So over the years, obviously, I started at zero with no clue and no idea what I was doing. And, um, you know, now I've got a business which, a service business, which generates around $30,000 a month. And on the side of that, which is, you know, my, I call it my passive income business, which is the programs and the products that I created from what you taught me through your program, because I haven't actually taken any other program other than yours. Um, I've, I've managed to generate a really healthy income from that. And I do launches and revamps of my programs, uh, you know, and sales and things a few times a year. And they can generate sort of around $27,000 to $30,000 per for each time I do that. So, um, plus it also provides a, a, a monthly income through just the general sales that come in when I'm not doing promotions and things. So it's, um, it's worked out really well. It's been hard work, but, yeah, I can imagine. but, but it's, but it's, um, it's been, uh, it's been all worth it. Definitely. Okay. So just to clarify, you started as a virtual assistant yourself by basically freelancing and offering these services, then everyone yeah. wanted to know because you were traveling, no doubt that got a lot of attention. So you were doing that laptop lifestyle travel around the world thing, which everyone wants to do. They yeah. wanted to replicate it. So then you decided to also uh, teach people how to become virtual assistants. So can you just clarify though? So I, I get when you do a launch and you sell products, you can make $27,000, $30,000 from that. The $30,000 a month you make from virtual assistants is that you having a team working under you how does that work um the thirty thousand dollars a month that i make through services is basically the gross income that i can generate through my service business servicing clients and also have a team of virtual assistants um, but it's not a massive team there's generally around about 14 or 15 people servicing clients at any one time and um, basically, I work now as a consultant because throughout the years, obviously, I've gained, you know, I've studied a lot. I've, um, you know, done a lot of trial and error. I failed a lot and, <laughs> and um, come out on the end of it basically with a really decent sort of consulting business. So now what I do primarily is I do consulting with a client and then we put a plan together for their administration, um, their online business, their social media or their website, for example. And then I delegate that to my team and we basically have clients who come in and do one-off projects with us. And we also have clients who work on a retainer where we service them, you know, every single month. So, um, out of that gross income, that 30K, I do have to pay people in my team. So um, basically, I, after that's deducted, I take home the rest. Okay. So you've, you've kind of got this business where you, you're offering the services yourself and you're teaching other people how to become service offerers as well. Yeah, I, I kept my service business running. I mean, basically the program side of the business, which is the membership sites and, you know, things like that, it's all um, my sideline, you know, it's all my 
the result of what I do in my primary business, which is, you know, servicing clients. Um, so I maintain the, the clients and I maintain the service business and I work really, really hard to always try and optimize what I'm doing in the virtual assistant business. And then what I do is every year I've put a schedule in place to revamp and update my programs. So people are always getting the latest information for their own virtual assistant businesses. So it works out really well that way because if I stopped doing the virtual assistant services and I just devoted my time to creating products, within a year or two, I think my products would be out of date and so would I. Mm. I wouldn't you know, I wouldn't feel like I was giving 100% or 110% value in my products if I wasn't actually living the virtual assistant business still and mm. servicing clients on a daily basis. Yes, I can see how that works. It's like me, I need to still be a, a blogger in order to teach people how to make money from blogging since it's very linked. So it's, exactly. Now, it sounds to me that your kind of growth, and this, this is, I guess you could say, a typical story, was doing a lot of work yourself for other people as a freelancer and that was growing you, you probably were a little snowed under with work and you're thinking I'd like to make a bit of money when I sleep as well in the sense that I don't want to always be exchanging uh, some work for like an hourly or a contract basis so I'm going to learn how to take what I've now learned how to do and since I'm getting so many questions about it create products that can be sold while I'm sleeping and have a uh, not a passive income. I mean, like you said, it's it's kind of passive. It's there's a lot of work to create them, but once mm. you have the products, they can keep selling. Was that the kind of idea that you're thinking? Well, I don't always want to be a paid for services person. I also want to make money without doing work in some at some point. That definitely is my thinking now. But was it my thinking back then? Probably not. I mean, I I never considered myself. The, the type of person that you, you would have the ability to be able to generate, you know, a significant amount of money from products. Um, I, I mean, I followed you and I, I loved all your advice and everything like that. And I tried to apply this kind of entrepreneurial mindset into my virtual assistant business, which wasn't happening at the time. You know, virtual assistants at that time, they were pretty much non-existent. And the ones that you did find, they weren't entrepreneurial. They were sort of like work at home mums who just wanted to earn a bit of money on the side or, you know, people, it, it was, it was a very different time back then. And, um, when I started initially, it was literally because I thought to myself, um, it's taking me too much time to answer these questions and I need another outlet to be able to do that. And maybe it might be nice to make a little bit of income from it as well. So that's where it all started. But did I have in my mind back then that I would be this person who'd be able to produce these programs and make, you know, twenty-seven, thirty $30,000 in a launch? No way. That never even occurred to me. Mm. And um, as I started producing the programs, my, my very first program that I produced when I did my launch, I was astound, completely astounded and astonished by the results from it. And at that point, when I launched that first program, I, I was kind of a little bit hooked on um, mm. seeing what else I could do in terms of programs alongside my virtual assistant business. Um, because it's it's hard to juggle because you, you, you put a lot of time in the services and you don't want to compromise your time with your clients or your services with your clients to create the programs. So you have to find that balance. But... Um, yeah, really, it was the first launch where I where it was it was a shock for me. What happened? Can you paint a picture for? Like, I, I'd love to 
I guess go back in time as well. But before we do that, I, I since you've mentioned this doing a launch, and I know a lot of people are thinking, well, how did you get customers, and what did what was the product, and how did you create the product? Could you paint a picture? I'm I'm sitting thinking here, sitting here in Greece with your laptop. You're servicing clients already, so you've got your basis covered for making an income. But then you're thinking, okay, I'm going to teach people how to do this as well. Now, I've studied Yarrow's course, so I, I understand I have to create a presence online with some sort of blog or website, grow a newsletter, mm-hmm. right? And then you're launching a course and doing a launch process where you maybe you create the first module and then you go and sell it and then you build the rest of the course around the people. Was that what you did basically sitting in some island somewhere? Like how did this all happen? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, um, like I say, it was was back in 2010 and I was living in Spain at at that time and um, I... I had been doing my VA business. I mean, I started my VA business in 2005. I hadn't really seriously been doing it and making an income, a serious income from it until about 2007. So between 2007, 2010, I was just virtual assisting. Um, and then, like I say, people started contacting me on my website. So I, I've been following you for a while and I just decided that I was going to create a product that would allow me to answer these questions. And I had no clue, no idea what to do, no idea how to go about it. So I joined your um, membership site mastermind and your blog mastermind. And then, you know, basically you teach about how you have to, the preeminence thing really stuck with me. Um, Because I thought to myself, well, nobody is going to buy from me unless I can somehow, you know, prove my value and prove my worth to the people who I'm hoping that will buy from me. So I started off with the blog and I started off blogging in, it was the end of August 2010 that I started the blog. And then I decided, right, I'm going to launch my first program in January 2011. Um, so I allowed myself those few months to kind of get it started. And because I had no experience whatsoever in any of this, you know, I felt like, you know, I, I had no list. I had abs- I started from scratch, nothing. And um, as soon as I I started blogging, I started realizing that I was getting some followers and it, it was tiny. It was really, really tiny. I had a, a sort of an email list that people started subscribing to. And what, what, were, I, you, what were you giving away on the blog? Are you just teaching people how to be a virtual assistant, like writing articles about that? I was writing articles about virtual assistants, yeah, basically okay. um, how to set up a, an office, how to become a mobile virtual assistant, you know, I mean, it was really kind of basic stuff, you know, and it was all based on the questions that I was being asked, which a lot of the answers were inside the program, mm-hmm. but I, I kind of took the ones that were really simple to respond to, and I started basically answering people's questions on my blog, and that's how I started gathering some followers, and I had a list of maybe a few hundred um, between the end of August and October. How do they find you? Was there any marketing going on? Um, just through Google. I mean, we were, I mean, I was quite good at that time in, in getting my website up the ranks in Google for virtual assistant and things like that. So as soon as I added a blog on, I just kind of, you know, made sure it was visible in Google as much as possible. And people started finding me through that way. Um, it, and also, I had a, a sort of a basic following on Twitter. I had a, ba- you know, I had a, I had a following on Twitter and Facebook and things like that. Not masses, but you know, enough that I, I was able to basically tell people about my blog and start getting, you know, a few hundred visits a week. Mm-hmm. 
So as soon as that happened, I started getting subscribers. And I would say that when my list got to around 500 or so subscribers, um, what I did is I emailed the list and then I said that I was going to be launching this product. And I ran a competition for people who um, would apply to become beta testers for free. So I I wanted to test this for free before I actually sold the thing. (laughs) So um, basically, a lot of people applied, actually. To me, it was a lot of people, especially at that time when I'd never you know, done anything like this before. And I think there was probably about um, 40 applications or so. And out of those people, I shortlisted 34. And I took on, um, I think at that time, it was about seven beta testers for free. Right. So what did you offer them? Just time on the phone with you or... No, I offered them the entire programming. And the program included a website build as well. So you already created the, the program. Um, I was in the process of creating it. I hadn't finished it. But I had all the layout ready. I knew what I was going to teach in the modules. I knew how I was going to offer the website build because I provide services as well. So what I wanted to do was incorporate the services I offer inside the program as well. So um, we also built their websites. Um, uh, So basically, I I put out this competition that people could apply for to to get seven spots on the beta testing and people did apply and they got those spots for free and the program wasn't ready at that time this was in the October and I launched the program in January 2011 but basically I thought to myself well I can start making this program but if nobody has an interest in it or wants to join what's the point in seeing it through to the end so so I kind of did that a little bit earlier on and then I I put my all into it over the next few months when I realized that we were going to have people in the program testing it. So that's what I did, basically. So there were seven beta testers, and I I actually had a list, a very small list of 34 people who were shortlisted who didn't um, get the free, the free option, but I just put it out to them to say, right, my course is $1,000. If you want to join on the beta testing, you know, you're welcome to to purchase it. And I made like $19,000 <laughs> out of 34 people. <laughs> so so I was surprised at that really. Um, uh, yeah, it's really hard to describe how, how shocking that was. Um, so yeah, I had these 34 people. I sent it out to them. I said, this is a beta testing. I'm sorry. I I'm sorry you didn't get win the free competition, but you know if you want to join us, it's nine hundred and ninety-seven dollars for the program. And yeah, I, I made nineteen thousand dollars from that, and um, I launched it in the January, and I had such incredible, amazing feedback from it that I just thought I just became addicted after that. I thought to myself, right, what can I do better? What can I do more? And and it all sort of stemmed from there, really. And over the years, obviously, the blog's grown and the programs have grown and things. So. Now, I'm- I'm curious, there's a lot that goes into doing a launch and creating a product. And I understand you had the technical expertise coming from your virtual assistant background to set up like a, a membership area and have and the WordPress blog. So that would have been somewhat easier for you. But, you know, things like how much to charge, how did you create your sales page? Like how did you do all these things? And I'm curious, did you take away a lot from my training programs and directly apply? Because you said, I find this incredible, that you you learned every single 
potential model I taught about creating information products and you applied them all, which I don't think anyone's ever done. I haven't even done it. So <laughs> what's your secret there? Yeah. Um, I applied them all over the years. It really started off just with this one, this one product. And then basically fr- from off the back of that one product, I mean, I, yes, I did have some knowledge of how to set up a website and a blog and things like that. But you know, I didn't know the sequence of events that had to go, you know, that I had to go through until I took your program. You know, I, I actually went into your membership site and although I, you know, I watched all the videos and everything like that. And when I had questions, I attended the calls. Um, what intrigued me the most, and it's actually interesting because on on you were doing um, you were talking about Rich Chevron and how you went into his membership site and how you kind of took you took the con you know knowledge from the content, but you also looked around to see how he was doing it and you know what he was actually doing in there. And and I did that with yours. I looked around and I thought, right, you've got these modules and you've you know you've got this forum and you've got this. And, you know, so I just basically kind of piecemealed something together um, as best I could based on you know the information that you shared inside that program and also based on what you had inside that program as well. And some of the things worked for me and some of the things didn't. And basically from there, I I followed the preeminence thing. It was very, very hard. The sales thing was really hard for me and it's still hard for me um, because I'm not really a salesy person. So I kind of relied a lot on getting as much feedback and testimonials and success stories and proof really um, of, you know, that my, my stuff works. <laughs> and... <laughs> Um, I would say that the biggest contributor probably to my to my first launch being a success was because I published on my blog, my little blog, um, uh, an, a, a set of invoices from the uh, month of business in my in my business, and basically I published those invoices. At that time, I was making probably about nineteen thousand dollars a month from services, and um, as soon as I published that, it was like. <laughs> people started to pay attention and take notice because nobody really understood or could sort of quite comprehend that a virtual assistant could make, you know, 19 or $20,000 a month. And um, that's how I started really developing a name for myself. So although the sales copy and the sales pages and everything like that, I followed, I followed your advice throughout those. Um, it was really the preeminence and the credibility thing that mm. that changed it for me. As soon as I published that and I showed proof and I showed people, I'm not just talking the talk, you know, I'm walking the walk as well. Mm. Then um, that's when, you know, conversions just sort of started to happen. And I realized at that point then that you don't, you don't have to be like fantastic at sales to be able to do this. You just have to be fantastic at what you do and, you know, share your best information with you know, as many people as you can. And that's another thing that I learned from you about, you know, sharing your best content and things like that. Um, Moving the free line, if I remember that one, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And such a good point too, like you don't have to do long sales pages and have pushy sales material. You can just go out there and show that you're good at what you're good at doing. Like you said, in your case, your proof is you're making money from the services business. For another person, it might be you're good at helping people lose weight, so you just show all these clients you've helped in the past before and after photos or whatever the case may be. And that's enough to build the trust necessary to make the sale. And it sounds like you really benefited from that. You just had to, correct me if I'm wrong, 
send an email to a shopping cart page and people bought from you. Is, is that kind of what happened? It's yeah, that's basically what happens. I, I spent a lot of time um, building relationships with the people that were. I mean, back then it was easy because I only had like a few subscribers. But, but I spent a lot of time building relationships with them and, and showing sort of that I was a human being um, with human qualities. You know, I, I there's 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 loads of people out there doing the sort of commercialized. Um, part of the sales and business programs and the internet. And I think it's fantastic that they do that, but it wasn't, it was never me. I'm, I'm far more sort of down to earth. I'm quite shy really, you know, in terms of being able to put myself out there. So the, the best, the best thing I could really do for myself is just prove to people on paper and on the internet that I, I was doing what I said that I was doing and also, you know, to basically engage with people and to show people that I was just like them. I'm a mum. I have two children. I'm pregnant with my third, you know, I mean, I'm not, you know, some sort of massive, unbelievable, highly qualified person. You know, I left school at 16. So, um, it's just, it's really all about putting your passion into what you do. And I think as long as you do that and you do it with sincerity and humanity and honesty, um, for some reason, I think, you know, that it, it just contributes to the whole part of it. And having a certain degree of sales and, you know, knowledge and things like that is important. And that's why I joined your program because I knew that already. I knew that I needed those skills, but I think it's the person behind it is what people buy. It's the person who's actually out there, you know, delivering the content and saying, you know, people relate to you. People, I'm sure you, you find that there is a lot of people that relate to you. There's people that relate to me because of who I am and what I do. Um, and I just try to really impress upon people um, who I am and what I do and why I do it and how passionate I am about it and how they're able to do it themselves. And I, I really enjoy helping people. And I think that comes through. Okay. Can we, can we go back in time now? I've sort of not quite my usual interview formula, but I do want to cover the period where you transitioned into your own business, uh, because it sounds like things are amazing. Now you've got products, you've got services, you're traveling, you've got a family, it, that's everything everyone wants and you're managing to make it work somehow so yeah. <laughs> let's let's go back in time though for the person who's listening to this who's still working their job or they're you know contemplating quitting their job or maybe they haven't got a job and they want to start making an income and travel and all these wonderful things you left school at 16 did you go into the workforce after that yeah. Well, I left home as well. So, I mean, I, I just got on a bus and <laughs> went somewhere and found a, my first job in my first flat where I could. Um, but yeah, I left I left home at 16. I just wanted to work. Um, I, apl- I actually applied for a college grant and um, I got denied, turned down for it. So I thought to myself, well, I don't necessarily enjoy school or like it. So why am I doing that? And I realized I was only applying for it because that was the done thing, you know, at the time. So I thought to myself, well, I'll go out into the world and see what I want to do. And I, I I worked so many different jobs and I lived in so many different places and I never, never felt fulfilled, you know, in, in any of them. And, um, eventually when I was about 18, I got a job in a, in a bank, which, you know, I suppose that was the one that I felt most comfortable in after coming from restaurants and waitressing and hotels, and bar work and hospitals and things like that. It was quite random. And then I started buying properties back then, um, through, um, like repossession properties. And 
I started, um, you know, just basically buying and selling properties. And I did, I bought about five by the time I was 23. Um, but beyond that, you know, I had, I had no skills in what I was doing. Um, I mean, I suppose that the, my work at the bank was, you know, in some way it helped me with my administration and things like that. But, you know, there's nothing that I can say definitively that I did that led on to what I was doing. Um, and then one day I just decided that I didn't feel, I didn't feel happy and fulfilled in what I was doing. I was 23 years old and, um, you know, nothing had worked for me. So I decided to do something dramatically different. Um, and I just walked in and quit my job. Um, I booked a one-way ticket to the Middle East and I sold everything that I owned and, um, I just left. <laughs> wow. So, uh, you, you were buying and selling property. Did you, when you sold everything, did you have enough to live for years and years without ever having an income again at that point? Or what was the plan? <laughs> there, there was no plan. I left, um, I mean, I, I was buying and selling properties, but I always sort of bought and sold and bought and sold. And, and every property that I bought was, it was a more higher value. And I put all my money into it because I used to do them up and sell them. So by the time I left, um, by the time I left England and everything, I had about £10,000, which is nothing after I paid off all my mortgages, my credit cards and my car loan and things like that. You know, it was, it was gone. And, um, yeah, so I had about £10,000 £10, in the bank, which surprisingly, actually, I lost um, <laughs> in a very bad uh property deal um when I got to the Middle East but oh, no <laughs> yeah yeah I, I lost everything I bought I'll tell the story it's very quick I bought a piece of land and um in my naivety thinking to myself that everything operated the same as England I realized that I didn't actually own the piece of land um and I was unable to get my money back so. <laughs> yeah that must have been depressing okay, where we um, yeah. you were sitting in Oman somewhere and no money and <laughs> I was in I was in Luxor in Egypt, <laughs> uh, right? And um, yeah, yeah. So I I bought this amazing piece of land by the Nile. I was going to start building on it, and then I realised I didn't own it. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit of a shock. But actually, funnily enough, you know, I think the world works in mysterious ways, or life does work in mysterious ways, and that's primarily what actually motivated me to to really get my business off the ground because I had no money left, and and I was I was literally. I had no money. I mean, I was living in a third world country at the time, so it was very, very cheap to live. I was very lucky, um, but it kind of motivated me to get get off my ass and really um, do something about my financial situation. And that's when I really sort of put my all into my business. So, how does one? I mean, clearly, you're a jack of all trades kind of girl when you were younger, doing everything. Mm. But to then find yourself in Egypt, did you think, okay, I'm going to start offering virtual assistant services via the internet living in Egypt? Was that just a random <laughs> thought that popped into your head? No, well, the process really was that, you know, I, I made decisions in my life. I wasn't really ever good at making making decisions about what I wanted, but I was very good at making decisions about what I didn't want. And I knew that I didn't want to go back to the UK um, and I knew that I wanted to see more of the world. And um, so basically what I did is I sat down on the laptop, I opened it up, and I just started, you know, typing in loads of search terms about making money online, about online entrepreneurs, about how to make money on the internet. That's actually how I came across your blog, you know, through through those various different searches. And um, I basically listed, I sat down and listed every possible way of being able to make money on the internet. 
and I crossed off the list. I just started eliminating things, you know, like, you know, there was blogging, there was selling products, there was internet marketing, you know, I mean, social media was pretty non-existent back then. So there was nothing like that around. Um, and then I came across virtual assistants and I was like, right, I'm, I'm going to pick that, you know, it wasn't, um, it wasn't something that I kind of fell into. It was a it was a decision that I was going to become a virtual assistant. And after I made that decision, um, I just started following people like yourself and you know other entrepreneurs online and just gathering as much information as I could and going on forums and asking people about you know remote working and finding systems. I mean, I researched the heck out of this thing. Um, and then that's basically how the business started. There was there was nothing other than a lot of research and just making a decision, right, I'm going to choose that one. That's how I'm going to make my money. How did you make the money? Did, did you, I'm assuming you built a website, virtualmissfriday.com, and then yeah. you had to get clients, <laughs> right? It's like... Yeah. Again, are you sitting in Egypt doing this or we moved on by now? Yeah, no, I was sitting in Egypt still because I needed to make some money to leave. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was still sat in Egypt, but it was a very nice place to be. So that was fine. It was quite sunny. Okay. And, um, <laughs> but, and basically, I, I just started thinking to myself, right, what, what do I need? So I would list all the things I needed to be able to set up the online business. One of them was a website. So I managed to get hold of a, a friend's copy of Dreamweaver and and um, by some miracle, I don't know how, how I managed to do it, but I managed to teach myself how to build a website through Dreamweaver. Um, and I also got a copy of Photoshop. So I started learning how to use Photoshop until eventually, um, you know, oh, and also, I don't know whether you remember it, but do you remember a, a um, front page that oh, yeah. came from Microsoft? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I managed to patch together this sort of very basic website on, on front page as well. Um, and then I put that up and then I started basically telling people back home in the UK about what I was doing and saying, you know, could you tell other people about it? And nobody knew, I had, nobody had a clue, you know, I was like, I'm going to be a virtual assistant. What is that exactly? Right. So, so I realized then that I had to, you know, try and sort of help educate people on what I was doing. And, um, I just tried to spread the word as much as I could until I eventually, um, decided that I needed to start offering some services is for free to people because I knew I'd never done this before and I felt kind of shy to be taking money from people <laughs> based on you know no experience whatsoever so I, I started saying to people my, like for example my friend I used to work in financial advising and my friend um, had um, decided to start up a business on her own and I said well let me build your website for you it's totally free you know just let me do it so she's like okay fine um, and that's basically how I started so I took on a few clients and once I realized that I was able to work remotely from where I was you know helping people in other countries that's you know when I started thinking about what I was going to charge for my services and I started off charging you know something like about it was about eight or ten pounds an hour back then um and now i charge sort of 29 pounds an hour up to 39 pounds an hour just for the services and sort of 500 pounds for consulting so um obviously that's <laughs> grown over the years um but it's grown with my experience as well there's there's been more of a you know like a decade of my life dedicated to the virtual assistant industry now and mm. um it's been worth it. But yeah, it started off as really nothing. So just to summarize the, the post-Egypt experience, I'm assuming then you left Egypt because you made enough money from the small trickle of clients that you got. 
And then at some point, you've obviously, you've had children as well, and you're still traveling, aren't you? Yeah. So how does that work? Okay, and well... when did that um, happen? <laughs> I'd, I'd been in Egypt for about uh, 18 months, nearly two years, I think, at that time. And um, my, my friend who I was working with told me that she had... Uh, uh, an American guy renting her flat in, in one of her flats. So I, that's how I met my husband. He was traveling from America. He happened to be in Luxor and we just kind of hit it off. And then I became pregnant. So we decided at that point that, you know, we were both travelers and, uh, we, you know, we were like, should we go back to England or go back to America? And we just didn't want to. So from there we ended up going to France um, then we went to Spain, then Italy. Um, so this has been a process since sort of 2007. Um, and, uh, now we're in Greece. So every, every year, I mean, my kids are five and six now and, um, every year of their lives, we've lived in a different country. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. And the whole time you've been running this virtual assistance business and selling products. Uh, yeah, only the virtual the, the the whole thing that sustained us the whole time is the virtual assistant business. It's it's been our only primary source of income and now my husband works with me. He has a department in the business and he helps with marketing and things like that. So I was it's kind of a family business now. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. I mean, what an experience for your kids too. So okay, um can we go forward a bit then so you you what year did you start the product? You said 2010 was when you launched your first product. Now, I'd love to know, you, you've done seven. How did you get so good at creating so much content? Like that doesn't, that's a, a lot of work to create a course. So how have you done these yeah. programs? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm, I'm astounded about, about how I do it. I mean, basically, I, I really listen to my audience. I, I really listen to them and what their problems are and what, you know, what they need, basically. And, um, I, I created that first program, which was like a real major program. And it was, it's still one of my biggest programs, the very first one I did. And then somebody contacted me. So that was program number one. Then somebody said to me, you know, oh, how do I do this? And, and they were asking me like little small things about what they could do. So then the membership site came after that, which was the, the subscription site. Um, so people pay like monthly and quarterly and every month I put a new video in there of something that I'm doing in my own business. All this content comes from my own business. So, I mean, it's, it's not like I sit here twiddling my thumbs. As soon as I do anything in my own business, I write it down on a list and then I, I've got that later on to, to create something else. So, um, the story behind the products is that the, the apprentice came first, which is the big kind of blueprint of, my whole business, my virtual assistant business. It's the blueprint and, and everything that I did from start to finish, from getting clients to everything. <laughs> and then somebody asked me for these short little videos. So I've got the subscription site every month. I put in um, PLR articles to help people with their blogging. Um, I put in videos to help people um, with different bits and pieces that I'm doing. I give them hints and tips and things like that. They're really easy to create because they're part of your everyday life. Um, and also in the membership site, I offer monthly just Q&A coaching calls and things like that as well. Um, so that's that. And then the third 
program um, was basically somebody wanted a really condensed version of The Apprentice because it's, you know, it's quite a pricey program if you're starting out. So they said, you know, can you create something that's really super affordable? So I did. I, I basically took my massive program and then I condensed it into a very, very sort of summarized short version of it. So pretty much anybody anywhere in the world would be able to purchase it. And I've had people purchase it from, you know, third world countries, people from the, the Philippines and things like that because it's quite affordable. Um, so those are the three main products. And then since then, a lot of people have been saying, well, how do you offer your services online? How specifically can I deal with someone's email handling? How specifically can I um, do their marketing and things like that? So the final three products um, are basically a course on how to do virtual assistant marketing, how to do um, administrative services and how to do creative services online. So it's all, they all connect um, and they're all part of this, you know, bigger picture, which is my business. Mm. And where is the audience coming from? Is it still like the customers and the traffic? Is it that they go to your blog, they join your newsletter, then they buy your product, just kind of like the, the formula that I teach in my programs? Yeah, absolutely. I still do exactly what you taught. Um, I blog every single week. I publish the hell out of that on social media and um, all sorts of various, you know, outlets and things like that. I now do a weekly video as well, which is part of my newsletter. So I publish that on YouTube. I do a weekly podcast, which I publish that as well. You know, the, the YouTube video and the podcast are the same thing. I just separate the video and the audio. And so I basically have this routine every week of doing my blog post, my video and my newsletter. And I just keep promoting it and keep promoting it. And people come through a sort of funnel. Um, you know, they first of all come to my blog and they can subscribe to my newsletter, but I also offer a free account, you know, like I have all these different membership sites. Mm -hmm. So I have <clears throat> like one main central area where people can access all of my products, but you can also get access to a free version of that area as well, where people can get the archives of my newsletters and my videos. And, um, I've got a free ebook in there as well. And um, I've recently done another free ebook called A Decade on the Road, which was basically what I've picked up over the last 10 years of traveling and stuff. So um, that's inside the free members area. So I people subscribe to the free members area. And then from there, what, what we basically do is just keep communicating with them and keep offering them really good free content every week. And, you know, they ask questions and we build up relationships and they eventually buy. So... Very good. Now, I, I've, it sounds too perfect in some ways. I know there's a, there's a lot of history <laughs> behind it all. I, I'm curious, in terms of today, your day-to-day -day role, how much is handled by other people and what do you personally still do? Um, that's a good question. For me, now, I primarily do consulting. Um, I have three managers. I have I have basically an admin department in my business, a marketing department, and a creative department. And I have three managers for each of those departments, and then they have their teams who work with them. So I primarily work with the managers. In terms of billable time, um, like doing hourly billable time, I'm removed from that completely now. I don't do any um, other than the consulting work that I do um, through my sessions. And I primarily devote my time. I set up this schedule. You know, I have like these, I have these seven 
products. One of them is a monthly membership site that's updated every month. And I have six other products now that I've got. So basically what I do is every two months I invest my time in, and this is primarily what I do now, in updating those products and revamping them and adding new content and taking out stuff that's irrelevant. And then every two months I will relaunch the product. Mm-hmm. So that's um, that's my formula now kind of for it keeping you know for making money out of the same products i just revamp them and put them out there again and um it it seems to be doing really well Mm. you must enjoy the teaching part if that's what you choose to spend your time on everything like that but sorry you just dropped out there oh sorry can you hear me now yes I, i just asked um you must enjoy the teaching part yeah, I do. Um, I enjoy it very, very much. And, you know, to actually, the, the best thing about it is is seeing the people um, get the results. And, you know, like, for example, uh, I did a, a one-day workshop and it was about applying techniques on how you can basically generate the kind of income that I generate. Because it's not just about what I do. I mean, it's about what I believe I'm capable of. And I think a lot of success in anything, whether you're selling products or services, comes down to your own personal mindset. Um, If you think you're going to do well, you'll do well. If you think you're going to fail, you'll probably fail. So I teach people a lot inside my programs, not just the practicalities of business, but also the kind of mindset and the positive thinking that you're going to need to have, you know, around it to do it. And when I teach people these things, you know, alongside the practical things, you know, magnificent things happen you know and um you know for example I did this workshop and it was how to how to change your business in 30 days and one of my people who I did it with there was only seven people on the workshop she contacted me 30 days later and said Michelle I can't believe what's happened you know and um she basically doubled her income in 30 days and then she contacted me 30 days later and she's like, I just can't believe this, this is crazy. I, you know, she's, I've doubled my income again in 30 days <laughs> um, just through applying the techniques I teach. And, you know, and then after that, she contacted me 30 days later and she said that she's turning down clients. She's had to take on new team members and, you know, she's doing remarkably well. And I was like, please put that in a video. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she did me a, a really nice video testimonial, you know, with her experiences of working with me on the program. And, you know, that's that tends to be, you know, when I watch things like that and, and I see the difference in how I feel and, and when I see people's lives change or you know how their lives have changed it's just so gratifying and satisfying and yeah I I I really like to devote more of my attention to that and and I've really only just started it this year um with um revamping three of the programs and you know doing some new new launches and things I did a launch in March um of the creator and the administrator and the uh, marketer mm-hmm. and um, the feedback has just been incredible so yeah I like to I like <laughs> I like the feedback that I get and it, that's what really what drives me to to sit here you know and, and create these these products for people because I, I know they make a difference and I think we're we have similar feelings about that's probably why I do a lot of my teaching as well so now, yeah. and this is I think a, a no-brainer question. I know how you're going to answer it, but I'm going to ask you anyway. For the people listening in who are contemplating taking on a coach or a mentor, or going through a, a training program, especially since you know I'm, I'm talking to a member who took my coaching program years ago, mm-hmm. uh, do you think it's 
a good time, a good thing to do to take coaching programs? And when do you think you should do them? Because I know there's a lot of free information, in particular now on the internet, there's really ridiculous amounts of free information. And there's a time to study free information, there's a time to pay money for a course, um, you know, especially considering budgets as well. You know, if you don't have food money, you shouldn't be buying courses, but there is a time when it helps. Like, what, what's your opinion on that? When, why would you take a course or hire a coach today? But you know, there are so many reasons. Um, one of the biggest things for me, and I know this is like, you know, I mean, people might say all the time, but I, I took away so much information from your blog and from the content that you produced and, you know, your posts and everything like that. But I didn't have the ability myself to put together this plan from start to finish, you know, and I think what a lot of people try and do is piecemeal information together from different sources. And some of that information sometimes conflicts. So what people end up doing is, you know, saying, well, he said I should do this and she said I should do this. And this, you know, contradicts what he said. And then they just get confused and they don't know what to do. And I think that's when people fail, when they don't have a solid kind of start to finish, right, I'm going to listen to this person. I'm going to follow what they say. They're clearly very successful at it, at doing what they're doing. And I'm going to try and, you know, sort of drown out the other noise around it while I focus on it. And I think that that's what bring, you know, that's why it's important to hire a coach or to take a program because you get clarity and you get focus, which you just don't get when you're, when you're subscribed to hundreds of blogs and just trying to, you know, put information together yourself. I need, when I started, um, doing, you know, this, the blogging and the the masterminds and everything, your programs, I needed direction. I'd been reading blog posts, like as many blog posts as I could possibly think of under the sun. I was following you. I was following loads of other people. And then what I did is I just took the decision to say, right, who do I want to emanate? Who, who online do I consider to be the person that I can most relate to, that I want to learn from, that I want to kind of not copy, but take their model and make it my own. And, and that's what, you know, when I decided to, to join your program, because I kind of looked for someone who I thought to myself, right, I like their style, I like what they're doing, and I want to take a shortcut. I don't want to, I don't want to guess, I don't want to decide for myself if I'm doing the right thing or not. I just want to follow a plan, start to finish, and see if it works for me. So I put my faith in you, and it, and it is. When you choose a coach, you have to put your faith in them. You can't, you know, choose a coach and think to yourself, well, maybe that one over there would be better, or that one's told me different advice. Because I get a lot of people myself who choose me as a mentor, as a coach, and then they say, well, I've been reading somebody else's blog, and they say not to do what you've told me to do. And I say, that's absolutely fine. Everyone's got their own style. Everyone's got their own way of doing things. What I teach you works for me. You know, and if you want that kind of life and you want what I'm offering and what I'm doing, then it's probably best that you listen to me. If you want what they want and what they're doing, you should listen to them. And um, just by purchasing a program or a course, what you're doing is, is you're committing to a certain person, you're committing to a certain model, and that person is also committing to you. And I think when you do that start to finish, you take away the noise and you just, you just, it flows much more easily and you get to where you want to be a hell of a lot faster than if you were trying to just do things on your own through free content online. Well said. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome, Michelle. Well, I think I'm going to start heading towards the end of the interview. I, I, 
I am kind of curious, you know, most people have a big grand vision for where they want to go, but I kind of think you've got the perfect setup already. And I, I know you, you might have ambitions for more, but it sounds so well balanced. So what are you working on now? Um, I, I just kind of do my thing. I, I, I live very much in the present and I think that's important. I, I used to live in the future and the past and it didn't serve me very well, to be honest with you. Um, I, I still want to keep traveling. I, I know that I want to do that. I, I just want to, um, raise my kids to be independent and to, um, you know, appreciate the world as much as I do. And, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing and creating my products. And yeah, God, I would love to, I would love to earn, you know, loads of money and, you know, things like that. But to be honest with you, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy in my own skin right now and I'm happy with my life. And I know, I know anything is possible. If I want to change it, I can. And if I wake up one day and decide that I want to do something different, I'll do it. Um, but I live day to day and as long as I, check in on myself and I say, how are you feeling? And I'm feeling good. Then that's really all that matters to me right now. Awesome. Okay. So <laughs> virtualmissfriday.com, that's the, the main destination we should t tell people to go if they want to learn more about you. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Virtual Miss Friday. Michelle, thank you for uh, sharing your story. I, I, there's so many uh, interesting parts of it as well with the travels and the you know, leaving school at 16 to starting your own business. I, it's pretty clear you're a hard worker, but you've, you know, reaped some amazing benefits from it. So, you know, congratulations, well done. And um, I'm so glad you took away a lot of what I taught and actually did it because it's quite rare to find the hard workers who implement and get results. So it's, it's gratifying for me to hear your story as well. And you've certainly gone and done so much more than what I was teaching as well. So you're inspiring <laughs> to me. Um, yeah, thank you for joining me. Um, you're very welcome. And like I say, your your program, your mastermind program, it's the only online learning program I have ever taken, ever, in the last 10 years. And um, it, it, I took so much away from it. And um, yeah, I owe a lot, of, a lot of the success, you know, from the early days right through to what you teach and, you know, and the way you teach it as well. So um, with, with honesty and with integrity, and uh, I would... I would highly recommend anybody to buy your program, seriously. And if you do any more, I'm going to be on this as well. <laughs> awesome, Michelle. That's very encouraging. Thank you for that. And as I said, thank you for sharing your story. You're welcome. <laughs> and thank you, everyone, for listening in. This is the Entrepreneur's Journey podcast. Uh, to find anything from me, you can Google my name, which is Yaro, Y-A-R-O, and my blog and podcast will be there. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks to the listeners. And uh, we'll talk to you again very soon. Goodbye. Goodbye.